0: into gear Thursday. We're going to mark your card, hopefully steer you in the directions of some winners as well as we focus on the Grand National Meeting over the course of the week in the company of Mr. Kevin Blake. How are you, Kev? I'm all good, Hugh. I'm all good, Hugh. Aintree week, you can't beat it, building up to the Grand
1: National. Hunky I, know. Glory.
0: I know a few heavy hitters who are going over from this part of the water, cave over to Andrews. They do every year and they come back in an absolute <sighs> box and uh, it's always great fun. I've been a couple of times myself and yeah, fantastic. Great meeting. city. Love, love the Scousers. Oh, Big fan the of Scousers, Liverpool. Liverpool, absolutely. Tony Calvin, you're not going, I know, but um, as an entry meeting for a bit of crack and a bit of fun, presumably it's right up there.
2: Yeah, i had a few nights out there. Okay. I told you before, I knew one of my nights out with Diddy Himan.
0: It was oh, yeah, legendary. oh, yeah, That Um know.
2: Two of my, both of my sons both went to university there. And yeah. uh, luckily, I know all the guy who owns all the uh, dodgy um, <laughs> nightclubs and uh, <laughs> balls
3: there. So it was great. Unfortunately, right. time sniff there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
2: right. or maybe maybe that was owned, maybe part uh, of the gig. He owned part ex, of the gig. He owned X in the city, right in right in the town centre,
0: was marvellous. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you, Diddy man, Diddy man can put them away. He does a lot of work for RT on the football coverage, and I've been out with him a few times. I can tell you, the man can drink, isn't that right, Daniel Barber?
3: Yeah, they, they must have thought he was some sort of ex-pros reunion. Thomas Gravison, or Lee Carsley alongside have Heman. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. All, all the pros could drink. Matt Latissi, I think, is drunk all the time, if you follow his tweets. Anyway, we won't <laughs> talk about that now. Entry day one, we'll get stuck in, gentlemen. Um, money Back special, by the way, to tell you about. It comes in the bowl chase, which is coming up in a couple of minutes' time. But it's Money Back as a free bet if your horse finishes and fails to finish first, second or third in that race, up to £10 on the sportsbook or the exchange and we will talk about the bowl in just a second. It's the triumph uh, in old money. It's the juvenile four-year-old hurdle, basically the anniversary hurdle. We're going to kick off things. It's the first race on ITV coverage, so it's a 2.20 on the card. Um, And the Pied Piper, as you can imagine, for Gordon Elliott, is leading a merry dance at, um, just trading at 11 to 10 on at the moment. Brazil... Uh, for Paddy Grouch is at two to one. Then you've got Petit Tonnerre at eight to one. Knight Salute fourteen to one. And none of these horses are going to win, Kevin Blake, because this is all about Pipe Piper. He's going to win. The juvenile form in England is not great, as he showed in Cheltenham. He's not a bad horse. This is free money.
1: It's an interesting race this year. Like this, this race, so a few times over the years, has kind of brought together the, the Triumph Hurdle form and the uh, the Boodles form. You know, it's very interesting. I think this because Pi Pipe Piper, in fairness to him, he ran very well in a messy triumph hurdle. They went steady. Uh, he followed the, the eventual winner, and like he, I think, I think it's fair to say oh, wow. he arrived there with every chance, and he and he and he couldn't get past Phillore. You know, never mind Volban. Um, so like, he's clearly a very good juvenile, but I'd nearly take a chance on Brazil. Uh, for power Groach he, he won the Fred winter and I know the, the story of the race really was everyone puking after Gaelic warrior getting beat but um like for all Gaelic warriors going to his right like he didn't have smash up Brazil a, a couple of different times. like he properly smashed him up at the second um concertina effect um you know he carried him right at the second last as well. and in fairness to Brazil like he, he I, look he's a stayer in the making he's a full brother of the capri he was off the bride early enough. Like, he'll definitely be one for further next season. But I just thought, now, he'd, he'd likely be given a good positive ride. He might be able to get first run on Pied Piper. And he, if he can get him off the bridle now, I thought he might just beat him.
0: Mm, I don't agree, Tony Calvin. I don't agree. I think Pipe Piper is too classy. What do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, very possibly, obviously, But Betting tells you that. The thing about what Brazil's got going for him, he, uh, he could get an easy lead on the front. Uh, Inca Prince has gone forward before, but... Brazil could get on the lead and that could make, obviously make things pretty interesting. Um, I think obviously the front two are going to be very hard to beat. So I was looking uh, when the without markets come, because Betfair not only do without favourite, they do without the first two in the betting. So when that comes out, the betting should be really, really interesting. Uh,
1: And Tony, this will literally be a without Ireland market. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. They finally answered my prayers.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Petit Tonez, obviously very interesting, didn't run in the, uh, uh, in the Boodles, but, you know, had decent form in France and did really well to win after a mistake, a bad mistake at market razor. But the one I was really interested in was the Venetia Williams one right down the bottom. So, oh. so I went searching online and I found the most comprehensive... Analysis of any horse I've ever seen in my life. And I, I, I was the
3: Racing t- Only Better podcast, Yeah, Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I posted it on my Twitter feed, so I can't Me. remember where it was, but it was <laughs> actually brilliant. There's loads of ex-French juveniles in there, including Petite Tonner, funny enough, and Gaelic Warrior. Um, yeah, and that would give you a lot of uh, a lot of confidence. Uh in that mayor, unbeaten mayor getting seven pounds, but yeah, obviously we haven't seen her since May 2021, and it's 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 literally a complete guess up whether it's just a social runner here looking for some easy mm. type after the top two. But I thought Fogtine, um is interesting. Was a bit a bit of money for him on uh, on early on Tuesday afternoon.
0: Fodenay hurt even.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, I
0: mean, I find it hard. I think it's hard to okay. get. Him. Okay, so maybe keep an eye on keep an eye on that betting without the yeah. first two in the market as we get closer to the day itself. Forty net of interest to Tony from venetian winners What about you, Dan? Last word to you. Come on, pipe, pipe and wins. Keep she, it short
3: and yeah. safe, I do think he's the right fairy. Of course, she, she must have been nearly two when she was winning. Then it's remarkably precocious. at forty net. Um, mm. No, I'm, I'm not even suggesting people do this. I'm just going to say what I'm doing. um I, I fell in love with Petite on air at market raiser. I know Tony's a. <laughs> i long been an advocate of paddock watching and I thought it was a smashing type physically and that has stuck with me that has stuck with me ever since and I'll be back You in must LA. go and stand by a horse and
2: mm. cut to his bloody knees Yeah, every no.
3: single every single horse looks absolutely massive <laughs> I know <laughs> <it> was- <laughs> Every horse
0: to you looks like a <laughs> bloody fire
3: horse. <laughs> <laughs> the, Tro- the Trojan horse, the big Trojan horse,
0: waiting to come in. Right, okay, good stuff, gents. Pipe Piper goes and wins. Ignore everything you've just heard. Right, um, the bold chase, the two fifty-five, and um, money back as we said. If your horse. Fails to finish in the top three in this race on the Betfair exchange or the sports book up to £10. So it's a free bet, really, in the first three. Um, Protectorat is over three miles, one um, to be exact. Protectorat is your 10 to three favourite. Many people's Gold Cup horse finished third. Not a bad result. Zobo, seven to two for Paul Nichols. Conflated back here for more for Gordon Elliott. Also at seven to two. Then you have Eldorado Allen at five to one. Ken five to one. Royal Pagai, eight to one, and it's twenty-five to one. Bar Tony Calvin. And um, at the prices here, I'm interested in Royal Pagai given his run and um, in mm. the Gold Cup where he finished fifth. I thought it was a decent effort. The yeah. flat attraction suit better, and eight to one for me is the each way bet. What about you?
2: So we should just get the housekeeping that way. I mean, we're doing this on t- late Tuesday afternoon and. Mm-hmm. There is some rain Wednesday into Thursday. So we don't we don't know how much is going to fall. Obviously, if you're rule for guy for anyone plenty of it, yeah. That's the that's the early mover in the market. You you picked up, you probably snaffled all that tens rule for guy earlier. So he's I did he's tens into eights. Uh yeah, look at it, but this is probably as nasty as grade one as you'll you'll get, isn't it? It's a real, it's a real conundrum, isn't it? I mean, yeah. um, I, I'd probably side with well, I'm not gonna have a bet, I, I just won't have a bet, but I mean. Ken Boy he's trained by Willie Mullins and he's Irish and he's banging the mixed ratings wise. so Ken Boy around about 11 to 2 5 to 1 would be the nominal choice but not really at
0: the best. I thought it was a horrible little race that's the kind of high seasoned informative analysis that we pay
3: you so well for he's Irish he's trained by <laughs> Willie Mullins back Ken Boy
0: what about you Dan where does your high seasoned spectorial
3: analysis come down <laughs> Well, for? It, if he approached that use that approach to Chelten, he found himself 10 winners so well done <laughs> we? um, that's very true <laughs> <laughs> um I'm stronger on Ken Boy I think he's a good bet. I do. Really? I mean, he's eleven to two, six to one, twice the price of Clandesolbo. These hmm. Clandesolbo's running this race three times. Won it once. Been placed the other two occasions. Okay. One of the years he was placed, it was Ken Boy who absolutely snotted him, and then he followed up at Punchestown. Town. At the time, hmm. he looked hmm. away from Cheltenham where the fences are too big. He looked like probably the best staying chaser around for a brief period. I'm not saying he's as good now, and in fact, he's run. He's had quite a few blobs in recent times, but. That third in the in, in the Savills is the best form on offer, right on the heels of Galvin, right on the heels of a Plutard. I know I was, at the time I was quite keen to say it. I thought Plutard was a, a fair bit better than that bare result suggests, but even finishing that far behind, Galvin speaks well of him. He's missed Cheltenham, four of these have had hard enough races, conflated hitting the deck. Klanders Oboe run flat twice in a row, including yeah. in the King George where he's, he's got such a good record and... I, can't believe, I couldn't for a second have him yeah. twice the price of those two. Okay, you've made a good case for Ken Boy. I forgot that he did actually
0: miss Cheltenham as well, Kev. So he's going to be fresh here. Who do you like, Kevin?
1: Yeah, I think we're all kind of reading the race the same way. Like I kind of had it down to Clan Zobo and Ken Boy. Um, like with Clan de Zobo, you can, you can excuse him to King George because it was a bit of a stupid race and, and Harry probably got drawn into it a bit early. Um, in turn, there, there was a pace burn up, and he got drawn into um the the remnants of it, and maybe paid the price late on. And last time, then like it was the time where Nichols's were all running a bit ropey, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to judge him too harshly on that, and just the fact that he has that he's putting the blinkers on now. Um, like when they put the cheek pieces on him for the first time, it was in this race last year, and they got a massive response from him. And um, look, it was a bit of a muck of a race in the end. I think a whole heap of them didn't run their race, but he was very impressive. Um, so. I would reserve the possibility of him like very much coming back to life in the blinkers, but as Dan says, the price, you know, has is short enough now. And um, whereas Boy is near enough double the price, and like I, I often jump in with Boy, especially around Leopardstown. Like he's he's a That's weird right. one. He's a weird one because he jumps to the right. Like he should be better going right-handed, but he seems to really like going left-handed for some reason. And um, like he always seems to show up at Leopardstown. You know, last time being a minor exception, like he didn't run badly, but. He maybe didn't run as well as his run in the uh, what's it called the Savills suggested he would. Um, and look, at, Dan made the point. You know, he hasn't gone to Cheltenham for once this year. He's he's coming here fresh. Um, he you know, he wouldn't want loads of rain. I think he likes it kind of as as quick as they allow it to get. Okay. Um, but at the at the prices, I think he's pretty straightforward. You know, I think okay. he, he's the one to go with. Pretty clean
0: sweep then for uh, Ken Boy in the bowl. Uh, the 3.30 is the entry hurdle then. And uh, it's interesting. Well, it's two and a half miles, of course, not to be confused with uh, the champion hurdle distance here. Epitome to finish second and um, two. Honeysuckle is seven to four for Nicky Henderson. Zana here, who finished third, is 15 to eight. So very little to split those two for Gordon Elliott. Then they have Brune up with Storm, five to one. Mon Morale tens. And the rest of them, you can just have what you like because they're not going to win. It's probably between the first. Um, two or three in the market here, Dan Barber. If you gave me a push, I'd probably just edge with Epitant the mare because she's getting that allowance and I, I like her. I, um, who do you like,
3: please? Yeah, I'm the same. Um, try to work out why they have got them so close together. I know there was only a length between them at Cheltenham, but if Epitant hadn't lost a footing at the last, she'd have probably been a length or two behind Honeysuckle. And
0: You put her up Let... at the champion hurdle, didn't you? you yeah, I thought there, she yeah. was
3: the bet without, because yeah. I, I without, got the yeah, sense yeah. that she was... She, she did retain a good portion of that ability and I, maybe she's surprised she is because she's had a long time around two miles and has never tried two and a half, but plenty of examples of horses that came in with stamina doubts in this race that have dispelled them. Buvedere won it when mm. people questioned him. Kiber Kim won it one year when he was considered Fiber a 2 Kim. mile Do you
0: remember him? Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. And that's the question that's posed of Epiton. but the, the stamina in the family, she's a strong traveling mare. I think she's in her best form since she was the champion hurdler. And, here has got to prove himself at the trip as well. Maybe he's a more obvious staying type, but I just think Gepetant's better than him, uh, particularly getting the weight.
0: Okay, so two for the mare then at seven to four. Tony Calvin, where are you in this one?
2: Yeah, i probably side with, and it's another no-bit race, but I'll probably side with Zanahir, um, although he's unproven at the trip. I think he could, I think they could revert to front-running tactics with him here. There's no real guaranteed pace outside of him, and obviously he hasn't made the run in the recent starts, but he has. He hasn't made all and forced it before. And I just thought a canny ride from the front over two mile four for the first time on a uh, on a flatter track, take less getting than Cheltenham. I thought that could be the angle. So maybe one if you're a back to lay player on the exchange. If I'm right. You know, that two to one, nine to four on the exchange at the moment, he's, um, he's going to be probably five to four if he goes out in front and, and dictates a, a slowish pace. But yeah, I mean, there's no real angle in the betting for me. But if you are looking okay. at a practical angle, for Zani here.
3: Just quickly okay. drop one more thing in. Do you remember this meeting last year when Mon Morale was absolutely brilliant in beating Adagio? he has been a disaster mm. this year, but he might be the only other horse could think of saving on. But obviously, he's had a terrible time of think, so far this season. But he was really good at injury. Been loving him all season. I know mm. probably should have given up. Um,
0: Abercadabas, of course, won this as well, didn't he? A couple of years ago, Kev. Yeah, he was up in trip. Yeah, he was up in trip as well. So, Kev, who have you come down on here? Are you with the mayor? Or are you with Sanny here or something else?
1: Yeah, I'd be quite bullishly with Xana here, to be honest. Oh, um, yeah, I've had a real Just good playing. poker. I've had a real good poker on this today. And you watch back that champion hurdle, and it's worth watching again. And you look at the trip they had relative to each other, like an Epitone, you know, was ridden to run, was ridden to run well, if you know what I mean. You know, she's a free goer. Coleman buried her down the inside, saved ground all the way, just, just smuggled her into the race. And no, Dan's point is fair. If she had, if she jumped the last smoothly, um, she would have probably beaten here by further. But like in contrast, like Zanahir was three wide, no cover the whole way. And, I strongly get the impression watching it that Jack was very much, he wasn't just riding to win the race himself. He was riding to beat Honeysuckle. Like, and he he stayed out that wide to try and keep Honeysuckle wide early. And then he stayed there because he didn't want Honeysuckle kind of locking him up. And there was a few stages of the race there where he really needed to be relaxing, but he, he was looking to go forward to keep Honeysuckle where he wanted Honeysuckle to be. And I, I'd say like he's run a fair few lengths further than Epitone's if you had the old trackers on him now mm. and um like, like he's run a noble sort of a race but i think here it, it there'll be no only something to worry about i think jack would be riding his own race like tc says he could be the one to make the running um i felt all along that he was looking for further you know yeah. all season all season they've been trying to engineer ways to make it a, a, a test of stamina two miles for him you know they put a pacemaker in a leopard's down for him a, a couple of starts back and and They've been doing different things to try and put the emphasis on stamina. And now he finally gets his trip. Um, an I just worry about her setting over the trip. You know, okay. there's, there's a reason why she's never tried it. Like she was a proper free goer early on, and um, she's better now, but I don't know if she'll get a smoothest spin around as she got jump them. So and as, you say,
0: as you say, Gordon Elliott knows how to do this with Dabber- cadavers, and now he's trying the same thing with Zanna here. So just before uh, we move on, we
1: should mention That the, was
3: Denise Foster that. Yeah, we should
0: okay. mention <laughs> of course it was. We should
2: mention the Elliot stable form. You know, you, were, you still had a tash in November last time Elliott had a winner in Ireland. <laughs> well, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people do dismiss stable form and he has had a lot of horses run really well. I Mate mean, Ferry House on Sunday, that man nearly got up to beat Dolcita. But, you know, he's got fours on shots beat. He, look, he hasn't had a winner in Ireland, literally, for yonks, has he? It was um, one see, from 61.
1: time, I think yeah. The
2: only winner he's had recently is the uh, air on Friday, last Friday. Yeah. So the stable form would worry a bit if you're taking short prizes like Pipe Piper and Zena here, but fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I, th- okay. I think
1: this time of year, like the, the the in-betweens the big meetings, like I wouldn't put as much emphasis on them myself. Like we have a big in-between with Cheltenham and Aintree, and yeah. then you know you have another one to punch us down really. Well, you have Fairy House too, but I, you know, I think Gordon said himself, look, I didn't have a whole heap I fancied, even though I had loads of runners. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not terribly worried about it. Okay, um, okay. And, uh, yeah, I've been quite sweet in Santa here now.
0: Ah, uh, the old moustache, when I was beating off the women left, right and centre. Unbelievable thing it was. Right, the 405 is the Fox Hunters, the Randox Fox Hunters chase. And this is over uh, two miles, five furlongs and jet our old pal what is he now jet. 11 years of age isn't he here? jet doo, doo, doo. 3 to 1 uh, Cat tiger 5 to 1 for paul Nichols. then you've got late night pass 6 to 1 porlock bay at 13 to 2 mighty stowaway 9 to 1 cousin pascal 10s and again it goes on and on and on it's a massive field kevin blake not a single ride for any of the top irish amateurs which is absolutely hilarious who do you like in the fox hunters please
1: yeah god you'd be um Derek O'Connor, Jamie Codd, Rob James, Use all us. left and uh, oh, left Use without us. a ride. Um, yeah, but there you go. Uh, actually, look, this wouldn't be my scene as such now, but you do, of course, the, the the piece of form I remember most, like most, will, I suppose, is Jet, You know, in the big one in the Grand National last year, he just put up such a show on the front end, and it was clear for much of the race, and you know, only gave best really coming you know, of from two out. You know, a much shorter trip here. Um, you know, he, he relished the fences last year. So, um, you, you, if he you set out to do something again, he might take a bit of pulling back over this trip. Um, you know, it's always hard to weigh up the form. But in terms of an Irish one, you know, the um, stand up and fight, I thought was semi-interesting and some of his best form. He's a big price mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, if he took, if he took to the fences, he was the the kind of the one of the rest with Anya O'Connor riding that I thought was interesting. But um, but Jet is probably the one, isn't he?
0: Okay, yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. Um, three to one at the time of recording. Um, what about yourself,
3: Tony Calvin? I know you love these races. No. No, nope. Daniel Barber, <laughs> I know you love these races. <laughs> uh, I don't, but I'm going to put something up anyway. It's Never stopped me before. Um, late night pass for me. I, I was late keen on pass. the the idea of him running at Cheltenham. He'd been fourth when he did too much too soon in, in the Fox Hunters there the year before. And then he went on the back of that and finished a, a blinding second in this race, despite mm-hmm. having had a pretty hard one at Cheltenham them. They've saved him this year. He's had a wind up since last scene and he's going to get the sort of ride that Jet will get. Those two will be in the firing line. It's a case of can they keep going well enough to stop the, the, the closers? I okay. did. One thing I did do, I did the pace map
2: for this and obviously there's shed loads of uh, early runners in here and all the midfield runners, they tend to go forward as well. So the one that's going to be plumb last and probably ridden to to scoop up late is Maracuja. So he'd mm. be half interesting from a tactical pace angle, but...
0: Mm. Okay, fun. We'll leave it at that. The 4.40 then is the Red Roma Handicap Chase. It's over uh, two miles and it's a grade three uh, contest here. So before midnight uh, for Sam Thomas, is in at uh, five to one, Global Citizen, seven to one. Frero Bamboo at seven to one. King Dargent for the Skeletons nine to one. Uh, Gunsight Ridge, nine to one. And it's 12 to one bar. Um, Tony, the Red Roma Handicap Chase, it's uh, 4.40 on the card, please. What's your bet?
2: It's uh, Redemption Day for Charlie Deutsch on Frero Bamboo, isn't it? Um... He's um, obviously he's a bit of a golden boy this season. Uh, grade one wins, but the two bad wet, bad rides I've seen him give a boat into this horse, Brero Bamboo. He was far too confident on him at Sandown when beaten by my Dolos in the race that Dolos always wins. Um, and I, I've gone back and had a look at that Gran Yandrel run a few times and he was anchored out the back and just like, obviously, he didn't jump that badly either. It just took a, an age to get into the race and when he was Looking to look as if he was coming here to get involved at the last, he traded about threes in running, so it wasn't a forlorn hope he was going to go um, and pick up the leaders. He obviously made a very bad mistake there. Now, the handicap has obviously acknowledged the fact he's been giving two bad rides because he's actually uh, raising a pound each time for those defeats, and there were four length and six length defeats. But so now he, he is five pounds higher than in the race last year. But I think if the rain comes, uh, and he's given a more prominent ride, when you'll need that round entry, then I think he's still handicapped to go well. I think he's 7-8 to 1. He's very fair. I think if you're looking to Dutch, I think King Darjean just absolutely screams at you. Uh, the Betfair Sports were 11's uh, top price earlier on in the day, on, on Thursday, and that got taken. Not surprised. Um, you not know, surprised. He, he's been held up on his recent starts, all his best forms, a uh, prominent racer. I think they've had this race in mind for a long time. -hmm. I think they probably shit themselves when he looked into coming to win this race at Doncaster last time because I don't think he was a massive, massive drifter there. He was five to one the day before he went off three times at a Betfair SP went off at sixteen point five nine if my memory is correct, and he would have probably won that race. He had to make a mistake at the last. He has got raised a pound for that, but you know he's still seven pound lower than when a really good third at Kelso. If the rain doesn't come, that will be in his favour. So I would. I'm gonna wait until the rain uh to see the weather happens, but i will be looking to Dutch Frero, Bamboo, and
0: King d'Argent. Okay, it's time white for me each way for Pony because Brine Fost um in the saddle. Um look at the last four runs, I think placed them in the top three. Or, or the top two of the last three of the last four runs. What about yourself, Dan?
3: Yeah, King Darjant, so I think he's a okay. knocking, knocking each way bet really he's, he's He's basically had one race this season. A lot of the others have been right-offs. Conditions are perfect. The track will be perfect. As Tony says they clearly didn't have very high expectations. The, the ice on the cake, is Skelton's skeleton, back on him. He's David England tends to ride their secondary horses, really, and now Skelton's back on a horse who, I guess, has been gearing up to thrive in the spring again. Okay, so King Donjon, two strong shouts. Kevin Blake.
1: Yeah, I actually I found myself down to the two that Tony mentioned and Dan mentioned one as well, King Darjon and Fair Bamboo. Like like Tony, I watched back Fair Bamboo again this morning, and like it's a weird run. Like he clearly wants to ride him quietly because he's jumped off like like semi detached last, and like it was a race where. I certainly took the view, it was like it was, it was the case for much of the week, that it was very hard to get get into these handicaps from off the pace, and like Global Citizen and Andy de, Andy de Fresney, as Davidson <laughs> likes to call him. Um, was, what, uh, what drugs is he <laughs> taking? That <them>? Jesus Christ! <laughs>
0: Praise the bloody horse! Right, Go
1: on. Yeah. I think you might have known, but I don't know, I'll pretend you didn't. Um, it's even like, worse than he they, did. They, now. like they, they've dominated the the the, the race really you know, from the, from the get-go. And Frey Abambo is the only one that's got remotely involved in the race from off the pace. And he was right off it. Um, like, geez, you swear he was going to be tailed off like at one point. Mm. Um, and then he's gone in the headbutt at the last for good measure. And he still managed to rally and get back up for third. Like, it was a huge run. Um, but do you necessarily want a horse that's going to be, you know, dropped in like that around entry in a race like this? Well, not necessarily. So it it, it leaned me towards King Darjan in the hope that they go back to a a bit more of a handier ride, because as Tony says, they've been riding them a little bit quieter, whereas, you know, you look back in in, in his pomp and he was, you know, pressing the leader and racing handy. So hopefully they return to those sort of tactics. And and as Tony kind of suspects that this has been a bit of a plan, we know Dan as Skelton has been, you know, Kind of tucking a few away with a view to entry, and this looks like one of them. So um, yep. at the prices, I, I was I was veering, have have wavered over Macca, I ended up with King Darja, which, okay. which can't ride as
2: bad as race again. No, a, no. too bad riding that.
1: Sure, yeah. but but you wonder—is yeah. there just is there a reason? Like, because because to me he, the horse wasn't carrying him early on. Like like he dropped in, but then the horse just wasn't carrying him. Like he, I wonder—is he just a, a real quirk bag or... Is there, okay. some, like, is there a reason why he rides him like that, that he's just a real moody so-and-so? But so and so? So,
0: three strong shouts for King Darjan. Just want to ask you quickly, they're the IT races covered. The, the opening race is a great one. Have any got a, had an opinion on that? It's the two and a half mile novice chase. So, it's uh, Pick Doherty, nine to four for Paul Nichols, Warlord, 11 to four, Earn River, nine to two, Gin on line, nine to two, and so on. Anyone have a, a bet yeah. on um, that? I think Warlord might go a
2: favorite here. Uh, you've okay. got front runners in the race. I think Warlord's got comparable form with the favourite Pick Doherty. I think okay. Warlord's going to be crept into the race. Um, I, I did actually back him for the two-mile-four race at uh, Cheltenham, but they went down the arc. He just found it a bit too hot there. They rode him forward to try and bring his stamina into play. Over right. And it just didn't work out. He stuck only into there. I think step up in trip a little bit more rain. I thought Warlord's a very, very fair price at three to one, around about three to one on the exchange at the
0: moment. Yeah, three to one. So if you think the price will contract, it's Tuesday now, you might want to back them. Dan, you have one for this?
3: Well, yeah, I don't think those that have run in the graded race are that. We're pretty down on the, the shorter distance Irish novices anyway. That sort of brings, I just don't think, has Gin Online really got the form? I don't, I'm not sure if she has. Mm-hmm. Warlord. Really likeable horse who run his race, and I think the trip might suit him, but he's beatable. I'm with the top horse. I really rate him, earn River. He's won his last four. It's a small stable, of course, but he's a good trainer. Done well with Mick Maestro another other horse. I just think he's got a big engine, this thing. He's he's The ground shouldn't be an issue either. He's got form on good, but he went off at He got racing miles out at Weatherby. Racing miles out. He broke... The um the Ollie Murphy horse that tried to go toe to toe with him and then had enough left to go win by thirteen lengths from the horse that had tried to close on him. I think he's got a big engine and he's been saved for this. Okay,
0: um, and finally then we got the mayor's Bumper, the last race to five fifteen of the cards Um, I like Lady Excalibur and this. Rachel Blackmore's actually taking the ride. I've just seen that um, course uh, winner back in October, but hasn't been seen um since then. So you're taking a bit of a gamble there. Anyone got a have you a strong view in the Mares Bumper? No. Not a strong view, but I should say the sportsbook are playing five places there. And I thought
2: Lovely. there is a bet in the race. I thought Laura Ella was really impressive at Down Royal. Cromwell brings her, brings her mm-hmm. over. And I thought it was in a decent time that day as well. And um, I, I thought, you know, it's not my kind of race, but with the, with the five places and the 10 to 1, I thought Laura Ella was, I'll probably chuck a few quid on her each way.
0: Right. Okay, good stuff, gents. That's the opening day card then. Money back special, as I mentioned, in the bowl chase. That's the race that most of you think Ken Boy will win. As a free bet, if your horse fails to finish first, second or third, up to £10 on the sports book or the exchange. Your best bets of day one, please. Let's kick us off. Tony Calvin, your best bet. Well,
2: because I don't know what the going is at the moment, I'm waiting on the, the ground on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, I'm, I'm probably back for Arrow Bamboo and uh, King Dodge on anyway, but I'm going to go, I'm going to play it safe. And I think Warlord around about three to one is a very fair bet in the opening race. Lovely. Warlord for Tony Calvin in the opener. Kevin Blake.
1: Zanna here up and down the lines with the carrier bags full of cash, lads. Just keep going. Can't Zana possibly here. get me. <laughs> to
0: take down the mayor epitomes. Daniel Barber, your best bet, please. Uh
3: Kemboy, please.
0: Ken five to one. Lovely and Sherlads. Pipe Piper just leads them on a merry dance. Free money get stuck in. Good stuff, James. Enjoy day one. We are back with racing only better tomorrow with day two of Entry All to Come in the company of these three fine gentlemen. Enjoy the racing.